0: Loading artist Audio inside Loading artist Audio inside Oh, it's ArtCast, it's ArtCast, it's ArtCast Yeah, yeah, yeah Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care Loading artist. Audio inside. Loading artist. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's ArtCast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you. So sit back, oh yeah, it's ArtCast. Loading artist, audio inside, loading artist, audio inside. Hello, and welcome to
1: Outcast. In this episode, I talk with Brooklyn-based artist and curator, Julie Torres, and Huntsville, Alabama artist and curator, Brian Edmonds. They share their insights into curating exhibitions and how collaboration and the DIY aspect can be important to carrying out what they do. Oh, and they share some other stuff, too. Listen in. Let me just welcome Julie Torres and Brian Edmonds to our cast. Hello.
2: Hey there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I just wanted to talk about your your curatorial experience, which is why I have both of you here. So I just thank you for being available.
2: Well, it's a pleasure and
1: for me. My... I, oh, great. Nice.
3: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Oh, no problem. Now I'm going to pose my first question to Julie and then ask you, Brian. Sure. Um, how did you get started with putting together shows or with your uh,
2: projects? Um, hmm. I didn't ever think that I was capable of putting together a show until, um, honestly, until I started going out to Bushwick and seeing shows out there, and there's kind of like a DIY um, energy where people can just do stuff, and a couple of cases where I saw this was at Jason Andrews Norte Mar, which is in his living room, and Pioneers of Inspiration, run by Mike Olin and Joy Curtis, which is run in their apartment slash studio space and uh, also Tintoto, run by Paul D'Agostino, also in his living room. So it got, sort of got me thinking, and I realized, well, all I need is my living room. <laughs> all right. And I was meeting all these new artists suddenly, you know, like I was going to open studios and going to all the shows I could and looking at everything I could. And so suddenly I had, like, a list of, you know, 100 artists that I could suddenly invite to be in a show, and it just sort of – Happened. It was around. I mean, the thought occurred to me around my birthday. So I thought, well, for my birthday this year, instead of having like a normal boring party, I'll just have a show. And it was right. really cool. fantastic. It was like life changing. It was wonderful. I had about 50 artists, all Brooklyn artists, and um, you know, a house full of people, and it was wonderful.
1: That's cool. Now, it was at your apartment or house, or
2: it's yeah, it's uh, it was in my apartment. And I took everything down from my walls, and I moved all my furniture under my stairs. Oh, And wow. I took uh, a couple days off of work, and I, you know, I'd never hung a show before. Um, I just, you know,
0: just did
2: it. And, um, and you know, what's really funny is I, it was, like, the most fun I ever had. It was just as exhilarating as making work, which is something I had never considered before, like that it actually feels like that. Because you're really in a creative zone and you're, there's like this sense that you're making your work with, with the work at hand, like you're making a new piece or something by sort of collecting and, and arranging and assembling this other work. And and it's really rewarding and thrilling and, and then to have people come over and also, to have people say yes. Like I was sort of amazed yeah. that people said yes. Almost everyone <laughs> said yes. That <laughs> was like oh, incredible. There's a lesson learned. So it was All it right. was really that was you know, that was two years ago and that, that and now I'm like I'm an addict. Like I oh I just can't I just want to do everything and as often as possible.
1: <laughs> right. How about you Brian? How did you get started with curating contemporary?
3: Um, I guess I've always wanted to do something, but it's you know there's so much money and and everything involved if you do it in a brick and mortar space, you know all the, uh, the problems and issues that come with that. So um, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to do something. I guess online, and um, the blog format is nice, but I wanted to do something a little bit more than that. So my website provider, um, you pay for uh, three sites for the price of one, basically. And, oh, wow. and so, uh, yeah, Neon Scott's great. And um, so my first site is my, my website. And then um, I thought I would take this opportunity to use the second one to do uh, like a virtual online exhibition space. And uh, um, I guess the first show was when um, I went to uh, Bushwick last year uh, and met Julie and, and was part of that. And that was the first show on the website. And then after that, uh, I tried to do – well, I did a show. Um, the next month, and then I thought I would open it up and ask other artists to do that. And that way it would, it, it would continue to grow. Because if it was just me, I only know so many people and only yeah. so many shows would come from me. So I opened it up and asked other artists or took proposals and then it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. And, um, yeah, it just continues to generate, you know, each and every month. I have enough, um, artists and uh, proposals to book probably through 2015, 16 right now. Oh, so wow. I, you know, I had to just kind of stop it, you know, and because right. uh, you get so far out and then some people, you know, they lose interest or something else comes up and then you're, you know, you're without a show. So, um, but yeah, it's just uh, kind of like Julie, you know, I kind of just did it on my own and I guess just took the initiative um, and just kind of made it happen. And I think that's the best way to do it because I think if you wait on others to do that for you or to put you in a show or try to connect, I think – you know, you'll just be waiting a a very long time. So,
0: yeah.
3: You know, don't you agree, Julie? I mean, you know, if I, I, you know, I mean, if you wait on someone else to include you or to do something, then I think you're going about it the wrong way. And I think, uh, you know, putting a show together or or doing any of that, even if it's just yourself and a handful of people, I think that's just the way to go. I think it's infectious.
2: So. I totally agree with you, yeah, on that. And it's so funny. It's like sort of, a happy byproduct of being so engaged and involved is like yeah. people then like I don't know if it's just about reciprocating or just that you're just there. You know, like you're you're visible in a, in a way that you're not otherwise if you're not doing that yeah. stuff. So it has yeah. like a magical <laughs> quality about it, but it's completely besides the point and also um wonderful you know like you do not you're not thinking about it in this like pragmatic way of like oh well yeah. you know it's not strategic you're not like oh if i do right. this yeah. then so and so will have to <laughs> include me right. you know it's not like that oh yeah but it's just this wonderful byproduct of like being present and that's for me the key is like learning this is something new for me learning to be present and yeah. um and it's a wonderful way to do that with the work I love, with the artists I love, in the neighborhood I love, and and then, you know, including people um, from all over the place that I'm interested in and want to get to know better.
3: I think it's really an extension of who you are, you know. I mean, I think it organically happens, and then it just, you know, becomes something, you know. Um, And, you know, when I was in Bushwick uh, the last two years, I felt like it was just an extension of who you were, you know, who you are. It's not like you're trying to do anything other than just present this as an honest project, you know, pure thing, you know. So well, no,
2: I think it's thank Oh, <laughs> thanks, Brian. That's really nice of you to say. But what I would add to that is um, when people put together projects or open a space, it's always an extension of them, of who they are. And I think I'm learning a little bit about um, being comfortable in that vulnerability of putting myself out there. And the reason I wasn't uh, doing that for for many years um, until recently is I was afraid to put myself out there. So I think everyone who opens a space, um, curates uh, shows and organizes projects, they are making themselves so exposed and so vulnerable and so open. And I think what happens actually is, and then people see who you really are. Like, people really get to know you that way. And then I think that what happens is, like, this is not to be too hokey, but sort of the universe, you know, uh, is it bounces back to you in some way. Like, all the energy that you have put out somehow, some way, bounces back in your direction. And that's the magical thing that I've noticed that's really exciting. True.
1: All right. Let me uh, ask you, Brian, uh, the artist as curator, is this a trend or is um, this something that's been happening for a while, you think?
3: You know, I've I've thought about that. Um, you know, and I've talked to several uh, uh, gallery owners and several artists and, and people uh, that I respect, and, you know, some have said, you know, you, if you want to be a painter, be a painter. If you want to be, you know, uh, a curator, be a curator, but choose one and stick with it and do it the best that you can. But I think I think that model is kind of broken. I think you know, twenty years ago that may have been ago. true, uh, but not now. And uh, yeah. you know, if you wanted to elevate to the level of you know John Elderfield or you know some curator like that, or or an artist you know like a Schnabel or somebody like that, then you know maybe there's some truth to that. Um, but I think the ability to the ability to diversify and do different things, and, and as long as it's part of you, I think that's you know I think that's it. So um, I, I don't think it's really – you know, I think the artist as a curator, especially when I was in uh, Brooklyn uh, the, last, the past two years with Julie and, and then other people meeting other artists that curate shows, you know, like Paul went to his place and Mike Olin's place. Um, you know, it just seems like it's a natural right. fit, you know. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. so. It's an extension of your own uh, processes. Yeah, uh, I
3: mean, I, I think that um, – I don't know. I, I think it's just a natural progression of things, you know. I, I don't think that. I don't. I don't view those as two different entities. I, I you know, I am who I am. I, I do what I do, and um, you know, I, I think the curatorial part of it all is just a natural, you know, like I said, a natural extension of it all. Yeah. I don't know, Julie. About you? Do you agree, Julie? I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No,
2: interrupt, that's fine. But, for it. You
3: know, uh, <laughs> Julie, what do you think about that? Because you know, you were doing this before I so.
2: Well, there's loads of people doing it way before any of us, and I, Brian. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you know I'm inspired by artists who also you know, you know there's some, there is it is an extension. Like I was saying before, and like Brian said, it is a pure extension of not only you as an artist, but as a person, as a human, as a as a person who looks, as a person who sees as a person who interacts. It's like another language. It's a beautiful language to, like, um, you know, like maybe some people, you know, they write, they write about art. They might write a blog or they might do what you do, Phil, or they might, um, you know, review shows or do what Brian does with his, with his website. Um, it's kind of all the same thing. It's like a way, another way of engaging with what's around you, and I think it's so important to engage. Like, again, I was disengaged for like thirty-five years. So
0: <laughs>
2: I know what it. I know what it is to disengage, and for me, the most exciting thing is being fully, hundred percent engaged, and like that's what that's what like motivates me personally to stay you know, out there all the time, um, seeing and talking and looking and making and, and showing. Um, and I love, and and the people that I've surrounded myself with and that I, and that I gravitate toward, those are my people, the people who also do that. Um, people who go to all the shows, people who blog about them, people who'd want to talk about it, you know, and it sounds cliched, but going to shows and, having a beer and talking about the work, it's like heaven on earth. You know, like, what yeah. artist w- wouldn't want to do that, like, always? Like, i that's all I want to do every day. I go to as many shows as I can because I actually get, like, a buzz out of it. You know, I get, like, so much energy from it. Again, though, I am an extrovert, so I know it's harder for people who aren't extroverted to be out there all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I think those are the people who do take to writing and curating and blogging because it's their way, on their own terms and their own space and their own time, to connect. But I know that it's necessary for us all to connect, so, you know, like, whatever way we choose to do it. And I don't think it's new, and I hope it never ends, you know? like, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I hope I, that just cool. continues forever. <laughs>
3: well, I think so many people are hungry for that, you know, the whatever it may be, whether it's to go to a show or to be a part of a show or to, to talk about it all. So I think as long as people are hungry for that type of whatever it is, I, I think it will continue to grow, you know, and uh, as Julie said, people have been doing it for a long time. But I think, like I said, I think the model for the, you know, each has, each has their own part or their own uh, whatever it may be, I think that whole thing is kind of broken. So, Yeah.
2: Well, I think the old gallery system – is not relevant anymore where it's like it's like a cast system you know it's like you know i don't i think that it's so empowering to have artists run spaces um and it's it just sort of levels the playing field in such a wonderful way not that you know there's a you know not that there's always so much equality in that either there's a lot of people that still don't come out to bushwick which stuns me (laughs) it's like astounding to me but it's true um but just having that like having the ability to do all these shows and go to all these shows that are run and created by artists it's thrilling and those are my favorite shows always you know yeah
1: julie i have this question for you uh it may be a tough one. <laughs> what is what is it to curate, or or maybe curate now?
2: Uh, like, what does it mean for me to curate?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you may have touched upon some of those things, but just to yeah.
2: Well, like I said before, I do think, like Brian said, I think it's a pure extension of whoever we are. I think it's very personal. Um, I definitely set out for for anything that I'm doing to be very personal and meaningful to me, um, just as meaningful as that first show in my apartment. Like, I really want it. I don't want to put together a show that has a cold, like, you know, like analytical intellectual concept. Like, I'm so not interested. And it's great. Like, other people are so good at that. And they're, my approach is so much from, like, the gut. You know, like people will say something like, "Oh, you have a good eye," and I know what that means. You know, I know like a backhanded compliment, like, "Oh yeah, you got a good eye." Like, thank God for that because that's all you got. You know, but I, I sort of get that and I embrace it, so that I'm sort of like embracing my weaknesses. Um, You know, I stopped going to art school after a year, and then I just painted in my apartment and never showed my work to anybody for many years. So I'm sort of entering in a different place than everyone else. And um, so the projects that I do, they have to mean something to me. They have to be personal, or else they probably will be terrible. You know? (laughs) So, So whenever I have an idea for a show, it's really something that I need to do. The, the B.O.S. show, the Bushwick Home Studio shows that we've done for the last couple of years that Brian was talking about, that was amazing for me to connect with all these artists from all over the world who I've been admiring from afar. I mean, that was life-changing for me. Um, and then that, the Heroes show that I did at Small Black Door was my, like, love letter to everybody who had inspired me in Bushwick to to make work, to show work, people who are both art makers and curators and gallerists. Like, that show is so meaningful to me because all those people had, had been so kind and so open, so generous with all of us and, and, you know, be able to show their work and sort of say, like, thank you, you know, like, um, and sort of just say how important that was to me. Like, that was, like, one of the happiest months of my life. I was there every weekend just taking in the work and, like, living in the space where the work was and it was like almost like hanging out with them every weekend. It was really nice. So that's the place that I approach things from. And I know it's a little bit different than other people and I think that's okay. But um yeah. Sorry, that's a long answer. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you hard question, I mean, you know
1: I warned you though. (laughs)
2: Yes, you did.
1: Let me turn it to you, Brian. What, what do you feel it is to curate or, let's say, in the case of your, your website, to invite others to curate?
3: Um, sometimes it starts with, you know, an image or something visual uh, that I want to put out there, whether, you know, a group of artists, a handful of artists, uh, myself or whatever it may be or maybe an idea. Um, and, you know, I kind of let people run with the site. Um, whatever they want to do, I leave it open. Uh, T.J. Donovan did a show that was all web-based, uh, web links yeah. and different things, and that was a very conceptual thing. And then, um, you know, Sabine did a show that was really great, you know, involved a lot of, uh, you know, painters and I think a little sculpture. Uh, so really I just, um, for myself, it may start with something visual. Um, you know, I see a handful of artists that, I, you know, would like to group together, on the, you know, in a simple way. Or it may be something that I've thought about, whether it was reading something in an art magazine or a book or went to a museum show and something just clicked, and I thought, you know, I think that maybe I want to, um, you know, build something around this idea. But really I just, um, you know, as far as the curating site goes, when others curate for the site, I just leave it open for them. And, you know, if uh, they want any direction, then I will give them, you know, whatever. But for the most part, I just try to stay – stay apart from that and allow them to do what they want to do whatever they think they want to do then i then i allow them to do that
1: yeah that's great so i have another good question for you brian how is how has the internet helped your project
3: well it's uh it's it's crazy because you can just reach out and touch anyone and everyone um i think i mentioned to you the other day that uh, over the past year i 've had over fifteen thousand visitors to the site in eighty three yeah. countries and every state mm-hmm. and it 's just crazy that you know it 's taken off like that and you know I throw those numbers out not to impress but just to you know give you the idea that give you an idea of how it 's taken on an i you know a life of its own so if you put anything right. out there, then you know people will latch on to it and especially with the internet i mean Facebook as well. Um, I've met so many artists through Facebook and then, you know, that helped with the curating site as well, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really allowed me to connect with other artists and allow other artists to connect uh, through that format.
1: How about you, Julie? How, how has the internet helped your projects?
2: Um, oh, God, tremendously. Like, it can't go unstated. Like, um, I think, like Brian said, having access basically anybody is miraculous, magical. Been, I don't think a day goes by that I'm not stunned still that I can send a Facebook message or an email or tweet to someone I admire who's doing something really cool or interesting and they will like respond to me. That's
0: like insane. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like I can tweet like, hey great article so that so and so posted and it could be like someone who writes for the New Yorker or, you know, the times or an art blog or an art publication. And they'll write, Hey, thanks. And I, it's just like, you know, and I'll be like, Oh, I checked out your site. Or I don't know, like all this different stuff. It's like, how is that possible? Like, like how did we live without this? before? Yeah, just... It's just like an amazing, and I am really, again, like all about connecting with people these days. So for me, it's just, an, you know, as a tool, it's just you can't put a, you know, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, I could not do anything. I can't do anything that I'm doing without it. Um, it's how I it's how I see artists, you know, new artists I don't know. It's how I um, it's how I, I I organize shows. Like that's how I figure out like what I want to do and promote them. And um, I love sharing other people's work online, like going to a show, taking pictures and sharing it, and um, also if someone posts that they have a show or they post a photo of their work I love, I love love sharing that. It's just like, I mean, I don't think I could even begin I don't I think pre-internet, maybe I couldn't even be doing what I'm doing at all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, If you think about it, um, you know, 30 years ago, if you wanted to see a show, you would have to fly to New York, or if you wanted to You know, try to make it as an artist, you would have to go to New York or a place like that. But nowadays with the net, I mean, you can do it from home. I live in Huntsville, Alabama, so it's not like I can just, you know, hop on the L and and go see a a great show or hop on a plane and and go see something. It's just not viable. So, um, you know, I think it's really – it's kind of a new age, I guess, if you think about it.
2: Yeah, I know. It really – it is. It's an age of – you know, people write all these articles about – Facebook doesn't really connect people, and it makes you lonely and sad. I don't know why people continue to write these articles. I think it's complete BS. Um, Maybe if you are already a naturally depressed and lonely person, it will make you more depressed and more lonely. I don't mean to laugh because I've been very depressed in my life and various parts of my life. You know, we all have lots of ups and downs. I'm a deeply emotional person. So I know what it means, you know, to feel that way. But I don't think that's what Facebook does, you know. Um, and I, or or what the internet does. Um, and I think being able to connect with all these people in all these ways is like a stunning revelation. It's like God, what would we do? What will we do without it? That's how I feel about it. Yeah.
1: So I think I think um I think it's your turn, Julie. I <laughs> forget. <laughs> so this uh, is probably going to um, overlap a little bit with that one but what is it like to be global and how did you get there
2: okay so what is it like I mean it's fantastic <laughs> like, you know like what I just said like connecting with all these people all over the world is like a high it's literally like you know a, it, it's a high, it's a it's so exciting and thrilling to be able to connect with artists, you know, who are making work on the other side of the world that you relate to and respond to, and, like, not only chat with them online, but then invite them to come visit and show in your city. That's, like, heaven. That's unbelievable. Um, And what happened was, I remember very clearly, I had been sort of, like, thinking, like, maybe I could do something like that someday, and I didn't know how or what kind of shape that would take. And then I think it was that Paul Benke went to London to see Vincent Hawkins. Um, I think they were in a show together. Maybe Carl Bielek was in the show too. I'm not positive. And they were sitting in a restaurant together for the first time. They'd never met before. You know, Paul yeah. Benke lives in – is from the New York area. And uh, Vincent's in London. And so is Carl. And um, – they, they met for the first time because uh, Paul went for the show, and then they took a picture, and they tagged all their sort of, like, Facebook buddies from around the world. They tagged oh, yeah. them as different things in the restaurant. Like, I think Inga was a, was a lantern, and, like, Sabine Tress, uh, Inga Dalrymple, I should say, and, and Sabine Tress was, like, the pizza plate or something, <laughs> and I think they tagged me as something, a chair. And so we all started commenting on this photo at the same time. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you're on Facebook and you're all commenting on a photo at the same time, yeah. it kind of turns into, like, an IM chat or, like, yeah, into yeah. like, instant messaging in a way, like you're all talking. Right. And you're we all just there, and it just occurred to me. And everyone was like, oh, I'd love to meet in person someday. Wouldn't that be amazing? And I just wrote, um, hey, like, do you guys want to come to Bush? <laughs> like Like, obviously, oh, uh- I can't. I can't pay your way, um, but I could definitely get a space, and you could bring your work, and we could put together a show. Like, what do you think? And every—it was like a magical moment. And I have the photo. You know, I could send this to you, Phil, so, because I have it. Um, oh, okay. Everyone wrote yes, 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 and my heart just exploded. <laughs> it was like the most amazing yeah. feeling. And then that no, was it. Now, was this?
1: Uh, this was all replies on underneath that one photo.
2: On that one photo, I can. Yeah, I have yeah. to find it for you. It was like. Okay. Yeah,
1: that was it. <laughs> That's great. So I'll ask you, Brian. What is it like to be global, and how did you get there?
3: Um, just, I, I guess it, it all started with Facebook, and then um, and then curating contemporary, and it just kind of grew from there. I think it's great that you know the world is ever shrinking, and uh, you know if, if I want to talk to Sabine, and you know she's I guess the one that I talk to the most overseas. So if I want to chat with her and bounce ideas off of her and you know talk about each other's work you know i think that's just a a great great thing because locally you know there are artists here but you know it's nothing like the concentration of artists in bushwick or london or just wherever it may be so it gives me an opportunity to bounce ideas off of people and and just you know to converse about it all you know so um i don't know i think it's just uh, a great great tool facebook and uh you know, whatever platform, whether it be a blog or my curating site or or whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I think the world is ever shrinking, and I think that's a good thing. You know.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you another question, Brian. Sure. Because of your projects, you may in fact have three different perspectives: one as a, a painter or maker, and one as a viewer, and one as a curator. How do they differ for you, or do they?
3: Really, they they don't. Um, for me, uh, as I said before, I, I am who I am. And, you know, I'm just so stimulated by anything and everything, um, whether it be the net, whether it be going to a bookstore and just coming through magazines, just trying to find something to, uh, you know, to interest me. And so um, I, I don't know. I, I think as as a painter, you know, if, if all this other stuff interfered with it, any at all, then I would stop or or do something different. But uh, it really doesn't. It's just who I am. Um, you know, I'll, I'll paint uh, and, and do all that, and then uh, in between I'll work in the website. And, uh, you know, this week I think I did probably 10 to 12 blog posts of, of people sending me things about their shows and then uh, worked on – uh, another project and then uh, someone sent me like 10 artists and five jpegs a piece, and inputted all that and all that information and then you know went back to painting again so um you know it's just just a natural that natural thing for me so um you know i really don't see those as being three individual things i think it's just who i am right how about you julie
2: yeah, I totally agree with Brian. Um, I think they all fuel each other for me. Um, they inspire each other. Like, this, I mean, there, I guess there are different parts of me, but they all work in harmony together. Um, oftentimes, like when I was talking about being at Small Black Door um, for the Heroes Show, it really did. Like, I sort of absorbed, like a sponge, all the work that I was sitting around in that show every weekend, and it, it influenced me. You know. Um, and and it was wonderful to be sort of marinating in some of my favorite work. Um, yeah. And uh, and that definitely. And, and when I go to shows and when, you know, the looking and the creating and the and the curating, they all they really do all go hand in hand and and feed each feed off of each other. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with Brian on that.
1: Cool. Oh. Uh, um, it's interesting. It seem there there's a lot of similarities between what you guys like, how you approach it, and how to view, you view your projects. But uh, this question um, might be a good one to ask now. It's like, what what is it like to think of curating as a collaboration, or is there another way to look at it? I'm tired. <laughs> <with one> <laughs> there,
0: it's, it's Julia. Yeah, yeah, just it's Julia.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what is that? Did you say me? Yes. Yes.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, okay, I was laughing too hard to hear you. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So as you probably know, I do a lot of collaborative curation. Uh, Brian was involved with that and those international Bushwick shows, were, you know, that's what those were. We would all meet and put the work together. On the floor and look at it as a group and figure out what was what and what was going where. That was so much fun and exciting. So I literally will collaborate um, as a way to curate. So that's one thing. But yes, I think even when the artist simply drops off their work and doesn't come back until the, sh- the show opens, it's still a collaboration because, you know, again, like especially when you're in, when you're curating as an artist because you're really taking liberties with everyone's work. You're, like, you're making connections and creating uh, conversations and threads and uh, relationships that nobody else is going to make. Even if, let's say, like, ten people drop off the same paintings to ten different people, you're going to get ten different shows um, that say ten different things. And so I do think that the artist and the curator – are collaborating on every show ever <laughs> I think that would be my perspective
1: okay Brian how about you yeah as far as like curating as being a collaboration
2: sure
3: I, I totally agree um, there's a there's a lot of trust that goes into you know putting a show together you know the artists trust you but at the same time as far as I'm concerned always ask for input you know it, it all falls on me and, and I'll make the final decision or choice or whatever it may be but um you know I, I think that uh to involve the other artists, I think that's the right way to go about it as long as it doesn't uh change you know your view of what the show should be um so i uh, and, and and I agree because the two shows that i was um gladly in with with Julie those collaborations i mean we hung the shows together it wasn 't like Julie came in and, and hung the show, and that was it um and um I, I think that helped. I think it was a great dynamic, and I think it was a better show for that. And so I think to include the artist in those decisions um, in in a sort of collaboration, whatever that may be, I think is important to do. So, That's
1: great,
2: yeah. I do want to say that not all gallerists and curators work that way, and I think that's good too. Um, Like Fred Valentine, for example, who runs Valentine Gallery, he has a strict – just walk away policy, like give me your work and then go away. (laughs) I don't know if he's always like that with every artist, but we were joking about it that he prefers that Um, because he enjoys the process of curating and he considers it his job to do that. And he's also a great painter, great artist. And he wants, uh, he thinks that it serves the artist better for them not to be involved because sometimes it's hard for us to see our own work and sometimes we have our own preconceived relationships between, you know, we always think we know what's best and what looks good. And um, he proves time and time again every month that maybe that's not true. Maybe we don't know because he makes decisions that the artist would never make. And the shows are always great at Valentine and surprising. And I think he, he, he's so skilled at putting work into a context, and um, anyway, I just wanted to say that some, some people don't work that way, but it's still at heart, I think, it's a collaboration because, I mean, obviously one person made the work, and then one person is sort of interpreting the work and presenting the work. Um, it's like a translation of the work or like, a, you know, it's it, it becomes another, it just becomes something else, and I think that that's where the collaboration happens.
0: Oh,
1: that's cool. Um, I'd like to ask you, Julie, is there any projects on the horizon, or is it going to be held secret? or
0: <laughs>
2: secret. <laughs> are you talking or, uh... about? Oh, curatorial. Um, Let me see. Okay, I'm not sure if I should tell you I about some things that I, I have up right now. Uh, Julie Alexander, who is also involved – in um, the two BOS uh, collaborative shows that Brian was in, she just curated a beautiful show in Seattle at Soil Gallery called, yeah. um, oh, gosh, The Edge and a Little Beyond. Is that what it's called? And um, I'm sorry, Julie, if I got that wrong, it, it's a beautiful <laughs> it's show. It's close, I think. It's very close. Um yeah. Uh, so that's up right now, and I have some pieces up at Valentine in the gift shop area, which is so nice of Fred. Um, he awesome. makes a real effort to sell artist work, which at really at artist friendly prices, which is amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to do. Um, I I guess what I'm saying right now on the record, I'm doing one final uh, collaborative BOS show next year. I think three is the perfect number. I have a great idea yeah. about how to do it and what to do. I want to bring everyone back if they if they want to come, um, but it's a little bit top secret what it will be. It will be very exciting. I think. I'm so okay. excited! I'm really excited about it. It's going to be sort of insane, but um, I'm very much looking forward to planning that. And I have a few other show ideas up my sleeve that, you know, I'm knocking around. I might do another birthday show for myself <laughs> as a oh, birthday cool. present to myself this year, which is yeah. the end of October. So we shall see.
1: Yeah. So that's – I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I can edit that out if you'd rather not talk about that No,
2: I'm actually really excited to put it out there into the universe um, because it's something I've been thinking about, and I definitely want to do it, and I'm really excited about the idea. I think it's a little bit crazy, and that's just how I like it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs)
1: And, Brian, uh, we, we chatted a little bit last night about something you have uh, to grow Curating Contemporary a bit. Yeah.
3: Um, you know, as, as I said before, I have three sites uh, for the uh, the one price. And uh, the third site, I was actually going to uh, launch a sister curating site, I like Curating Contemporary. Um, but something I've always wanted to do was to open up kind of like an online I don't want to call it a shop or a store It's a gallery, I guess, but not really because I'm not representing these people. Um, And I I wanted to leave Curating Contemporary kind of pure. You know, it's all about the exhibition, you know, devoid of commerce and all of this. So I'm starting Curating Contemporary Projects, and it's about to launch. And I've chosen a handful of artists, and it's going to rotate every two to three months, hopefully, and uh, keep the work kind of fresh and and the, the artists fresh. So that's about to launch Hopefully within the next week or so, and oh. um, that'll you know because I feel like curating contemporary gives people an opportunity to put their work and their name out there and to connect, and this takes a little bit further and allows them to sell their work, and uh, you know hopefully get it out there because you know there's so many so many artists and so many galleries, but you know it's so difficult to get into a gallery these days, and uh, or at least you know a good gallery. Um, And uh, so hopefully this, you know, will take, um, will fill that need as well. So, but I'm really excited about that. So
2: That's awesome, Brian.
3: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exciting. Thanks,
1: So, All right. Well, those are all my official questions. I'm not sure if there's anything either of you would like to add.
3: Um, No, it was just great to to have a conversation with, uh, you know, several people about, you know, things that, you think about on a daily basis, you know, or at least I know I do, um, about you know why people do what they do and and how they put shows together and why it's important to stay viable and, and to put yourself out there because if you don't, you know, as I said before, initiate it, then you know you're kind of missing out. I mean, you're only here for so long on this earth, so if you don't do something while you're here, I mean, you're going to look back and, and think that you know why didn't I do that? So instead of waiting <laughs> for people to do that for you, I mean, if you think about it. You know, do it yourself, and I think that's a very important thing. You know, the whole DIY thing is, is very important, so. But, uh, yeah, it's
1: another exciting thing about the Internet and connecting. Right. And starting projects is, is just whether it's a blog or a website or uh, countless social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, different
3: profiles. I'm like interested that. in seeing where it's going to go next, you know. I mean, with, you know, blogs and this and that, you know, what's going to be the next turn, you know. So that's going yeah, to be kind yeah. of interesting to see. That's cool. So.
1: How about you, Julie? Is there any uh, closing remarks?
2: Uh, Once again, agree with Brian. I love DIY, um, and that's basically what I tell everybody who ever, you know, wants to – I don't know, sometimes people say, like, oh, I wish that people would show my work more, or I wish that, you know, I had more exposure – And I always say the same thing, you know. So, you know, you just do it. We we live in a time when you can just do it. You know, you can put your own work out there. You can put shows together. Um, And it's really funny that you said that, Brian, because I was actually thinking of putting a show together called DIY. Um, And it would be just like, yep, I have the space. Come on over. You right. do it. <laughs> that's
3: awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it was so cool um, because, you know, I'm sorry I may interrupt, but it was it was cool to see like North Tamar and some of those places where it was, you know, essentially someone's apartment or their space. It wasn't like a storefront, you know. It's, you know, they just did it, you know. I mean, they just went for it and did it, and it, and it works, you know. I think that's great. It is, and, and
2: that's why um, at the beginning of the conversation I was saying that that was so inspiring. It was like a light bulb went off when I saw Oh, like oh, cool. you, So the so the deal is, you just do it. <laughs> well, just, yeah. There's like no mystery. Like the only way <laughs> to do anything is you just do it, and that was like a revelation.
1: I just want to thank you both for for doing this.
3: Yeah, thank you, thank you again it. for the it's opportunity. So I mean, it's yeah, it was great. It was it was wonderful hearing uh, Julie's lovely voice again and, and her infectious laugh. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, well, same to great. you
2: Actually, your accent
3: is, you know, <laughs> it <throws> easy <laughs> on the ears, so to
2: speak. And oh, yeah. so I, I do want to definitely say um, thank you. Also, as Brian said, and also like your what you're doing is such a huge part of all of this. Also, like everyone who does these sorts of things, whether it's this podcast or a blog, it's like it's like. It's like food. It's like nourishment for all of us, and I so appreciate yeah. that. And I listen to all your podcasts, and I love them. I love the one with Angel oh, and Sabine. I love that Sabine turned the questions on you. That was amazing. I,
1: <laughs> yeah, I nice. didn't really see that coming. She would do that because I thought, you know, wait, I think I replied, like, what do you mean, like right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah you so know, casually, like. And she had the questions ready to fire at me and everything. It was just – it was awesome.
2: <laughs> it actually was. It was, like, really surprising and exciting. And I was like, yeah, go Sabine, you know. Like, <laughs> it was really uh-huh. fun to listen to. So, you know, like, this kind of stuff, this keeps us all going. You know, like what Brian does, what you do. It's like it's – yeah. all, it's all part of the puzzle, and it's all really appreciated. You know, like, what would we do without it? We'd just be alone in our – Apartments or studios, just whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, it, it,
1: like you were saying, the introvert versus the extrovert, but I think that, you know, one of the good things about DIY or, or the online potential is just to almost help you break from that, you know, whether it's introvert or, and, and you know, whether you're extrovert, it helps you express a little bit more, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah really totally. cool, but, um, So, let me actually ask you guys one more question. How do you remember how you two guys connected?
3: Or It was through Facebook. Um, I actually um, had seen something about uh, – I don't remember where I would seen something of Julie's. Maybe it was through Paul or something. That maybe it was on one of his blog things. And then um, I added Julie on Facebook, and uh, or she added me, I guess. And uh, then I remember buying one of her pieces, and then it just kind of went from oh, wow. there. Um, yeah. So uh, that is, is really that the way you nice. remember it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and thank you so much again for that buy-in. I think probably what happened, it was Paul Banky. I had lost my job a couple years ago, and I was in a really um, precarious position. It was very sudden, and um, I was in a bad financial spot. And so I had an art sale, like sort of out of desperation. (laughs) And people were so, so kind to me and so generous, Um, Rob Dayoud, Uh, lent me his studio to to host the, um, to host the sale. Paul Benke and his wife Robin came and bought work and they posted about it and, you know, it sort of made its way around the internet and, yeah, I remember that Brian, uh, bought a piece which was so nice and we didn't, we really didn't know each other yet. And then we just kept in touch and obviously built a friendship online and I saw his work which is beautiful. So that when I invite, was inviting people to come for Bushwick Open Studios, he was one of the artists I invited. And I'm so glad. You know, it's like the weirdest connections happen the weirdest ways. Yeah. You know, like if I yeah, hadn't yeah. had this devastating turn of events in my own life and I hadn't yeah. been so desperate, because that's a vulnerable position to say, like,
1: yeah. I need money.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, like, oh, yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but the but that desperate position, like, actually led to all these great new relationships and friendships I made online. So yeah, I thank you again Yeah, it's amazing how people together.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I'm, I'm losing my,
3: my –
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I
3: understand. Yeah, it's uh... –
1: no, Well, thank you for your honesty with that, Julie. And you don't mind if I put that little bit in the interview, do you?
2: No, not at all. I mean, that's the oh, truth okay. of what happened. There's been a couple things like that that, like, sometimes the most embarrassing, humiliating events in your life, they just – they connect you with people because you have – you can't have your wall up that's normally there. You're forced to be, like, naked and just, like, ask for help, for example. And I've noticed when I've asked for help um, because I had to because I was, like – again, because I was desperate – People right. want to help you, and it's like incredibly kind, and, and there's a bond there that is unbreakable. Like when that happens, and someone helps you, and you're in a rough spot, you're that's it, you're friends for life. You know? yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that has happened a lot in my life, and you know, I'm totally unashamed about it.
1: Oh, that's good, and it's funny how you know I think generally our instinct isn't to ask for help,
2: right?
1: And I think that that's not a good thing, really.
2: I I totally agree. Sometimes the most magical things happen when I have said friends, um, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And it's like the most uncomfortable thing to do and I hate it and it makes me feel sick and nauseous (laughs) to be honest with you and I sweat and I, you know, I feel deeply um, out of control when I do that and I hate that feeling. But you're rewarded by people saying, yes, absolutely, whatever you need. It's, like, the most wonderful thing in the world. And that's happened so many times. That's actually how I found the space for our show last year for Bishop Urban Studios is I was supposed to have one space, and at the last minute it fell through, and I was so freaked out, and I just put out, like, a mass email, and I was like, anybody, help me. I need something. I need help finding a space. And, like, within 30 minutes I had the perfect space. And it was really the Uh perfect space. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, better yeah. than the first phase. <laughs> right, I can imagine, yeah.
1: Now, um I what I failed to remember a few moments ago was um it came back to me. So, uh it was interesting to think about this episode and who I would like to have on it and and it was like a no-brainer um, to have, you know, b- both of you guys on this. Well, and and as I did a little bit more research, I realized, oh, my God, they know each other, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's strange. That's I mean, hilarious. the world is ever shrinking, you know, if you think about it, you know. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, because, you know, of course, with all the, you know, going back and checking out what I like about you and, and uh, all together now. And, um, uh, and uh, like I said, it dawned on me that you guys had met. And, you know, see, to see you in the, in the same photograph, I just thought, wow, that's great. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's
1: so funny. That's what a wonderful coincidence. Yeah, I know. It really funny. But, well, like I said, I thank you both.
2: Okay. Awesome. It was great. Thanks so much, Brian, and
1: thanks, Phil. Yep. Oh, no problem. Thanks. You'll have a good good weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening and keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, 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 let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. cast home is a h t t a s t dot com. Thanks again.